history makers, teachers don't like it when we go long. They're like, uh, or when we go short. They don't like us to go short or long. Anything that cuts into their time with the children's a big deal. I, uh, was that good? Was that good news, what y'all just heard? Uh, it was, I know, and it really was. I know, woo, woo, I know Tracy Dolan, he's about to wet his pants. He's so excited. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that, Tracy. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, you want to wave everybody so everybody know who Tracy is, just in case he's, he's got the hat on. Uh, I love this verse. I want to go over this today, and I want to talk about this for just a second. And then, I believe... Probably the biggest day of my life and your life was the day that what happened with Tiffany happened with us, where the Holy Spirit called me. Where I, I, didn't want, I didn't have any desire to follow the Lord, and then something happened, and I did, and it comes to the Lord. Um, I love this passage. I want to look at this passage, and then I want to, uh, we want to talk about this, and I, want, and I don't want to embarrass you. But I believe what Tim said and what the prophetic team believes, uh, we all are called to communicate with the Lord. And you see what happened here. Jesus was talking and he tells this, this parable. And he says this in this parable, he says, The king said, I was hungry. I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes. And you clothed me. You don't, you, don't, you don't need something unless you need something. I know that sounds dumb, but is it true? Have you been, have your, has your back ever been against the wall? Have you ever gotten to the place where you can't do this anymore on your own? When you need something, and Jesus was, was identifying that. And then in Matthew 25, 37... The righteous were saying, when did we give you something? When did we feed you? When did we clothe you? When did we take you in? When did we visit you in prison? And Jesus, Jesus said this, and he's saying this to you today. He said, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these Brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. That's unbelievable. Whatever you've done for the least person in the world that you can think of, you were doing for him. Well, no, I did it for them. Jesus is like, you know, what do you do? If you bless my children, what do you do? You bless me. You mess with my kids, you mess with me. Right? Jesus said, you do anything. You know who Jesus is? You know, the thing is, and I think that what I want us to see today, Jesus sees life. He sees, he sees his life in everyone. Like he sees a spark of life in everyone. And it's what happens when, we, when we're going through the baptism thing we've just done and the testimonies we do. And the truth is, God sees something worthwhile and worthy and valuable in every single human. They're His kids, and He lives in them. 
There's a, there's a life of God inside of every human that exists. And Jesus sees that spark in all of us. Do you see that spark in people? Jesus did. What an amazing gift. Everyone he talked to, he didn't just see us. He sees something in, beyond value inside of every one of us. He sees what's precious. He sees the treasure in each one of us. It's like when uh, this happens and you see it. I, I see this. I was, you see it too. And you know what blesses me? It blesses me when I see a spark of life in somebody. When I see that something in them, that does something in me. It really does. I was like, uh, I see this happen a lot. I, uh, I get to pray for people when they've reached their, the end of the rope a lot. Uh, when their back's against the wall. When, when their whatever was helping them to survive no longer works, Right? I get those people face-to-face and phone calls, and, and it's just all the time. And, and uh, it's funny, there's a lady uh, in Searcy who's like a, she's a retired missionary. She was in Spain for 30 or 40 years, I don't know, a long time. Her and her husband, and they were missionaries, they've retired, they live in Searcy. She serves unbelievably in Searcy right now. And uh, she brings me people that she finds that nobody can help. I'm like, she is such a blessing to me. <laughs> that was sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, no, really, she is. And so, uh, but she's got that, that, she has those eyes. She can look at anybody and see something worthwhile in them. It's just amazing to me. I'm like, that is crazy. Like, I remember the first time uh, I knew her, and uh, she comes up here, and uh, I'm praying with her. And uh, her, her and Tim meet each other in the foyer or something. And I saw her eyes light up. Like she was like, I see Jesus in that man. And then I saw Tim's eyes up, light up. And he saw Jesus in her. And they just had this little Jesus fest. And I'm just watching. And I get, I, I get all the feels. You know those feels? You ever get those feels? Aaron got some just a second ago, didn't he? He's like, yeah, you got him over here, right? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, if you don't recognize that, if you don't know what that is, you're missing the greatest addiction you'll ever have. I mean, uh, Steve Graff, Jennifer's dad, when I'm talking to him, anytime Jesus shows up, Steve will go like, oh, they're all over me, they're all over me. And I'm like, when he does that, I know he's feeling Jesus. Well, this lady, she called me and she said, I've got somebody we're trying to help who's been on the streets and in jail and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, they're... 40 years old or something and they're they're at that place you know that place the lowest place you can probably get and they're come to this ministry that she works at and they're incoherent can't they're you know psychiatrists have a wonderful time with words to just talk calling them names but they're just they can't function and she, she calls me while they're while her and the the head of the ministry are talking to this person and I could hear him in the background and, and she's like, I think, I think, uh, I think uh, it's demons. And I said, yeah. She said, well, we can't, we can't, could we, could you talk to them? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'd be glad to give it a shot. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, for 200 with people like that, but I'll give it a go, right? Call them, put me in coach. 
And, uh, well, we make an appointment and they show up. The head of the ministry, uh, that guy named Mike and her and this person they brought. And when they pulled up in the parking lot, uh, it was really, really hot outside. Y'all know this week's been hot. And it's late in the afternoon. It's like 5 o'clock or 5.30, 6 o'clock, something. And uh, they the person doesn't want to come in <laughs> like so finally they come in and as soon as they got into my office it's like uh stare down time and incoherent talking time and the, you know they're like they won't even like I I'm just trying to talk to them and uh then it's crazy y'all y'all it's crazy now we I know I know demons and stuff but I'm like, I, I could see that spark inside of them. Even though nothing had changed, there was, didn't look to be, appear to be any hope. When I look at them, I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, ooh, I got the, I got the things. And you know, the things that you get from the Spirit overcomes the things you see in the flesh. And uh, I talked to them for, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes, and uh, by the end, uh, me, and, me and I connected with them. And you know what? There's a light inside of them from the Lord that I can see. And it's bigger to me than the facades I see outside of them right now. And uh, they're not free yet, but they're going to be free. And guys, I want to tell you, God put us here on this earth to do for the least of these and whether it's it doesn't matter it's amazing to me Jesus listed all these things when I was thirsty when I was hungry when I didn't have clothes when I was in prison you see every one of us are equipped to bring the kingdom to bring the spirit into people's lives and there's hundreds of different ways you know I remember through the years I've known Tiffany for a long time she's cleans the church she works for Miss Kay and uh, Kay and her small group could see light in Tiffany probably and Kay and Vicky and your friends and they see light inside of her you know why they do because it's there it is there I saw light in that person that came down from Circe, and they were ready to just put them in an institution. They've been in and out of institutions their whole life. You know what? Maybe, maybe it's time for the captive to be set free. And somebody's got to believe that what they see in the Spirit is greater than what we see in the world. And God has called us to that. And I believe that, that God sees that, you know. This event we're having, Communicating with the Father, uh, I love the graphic because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm in kindergarten communicating with God, but I want to grow. You know, uh, I want to grow. I want to, I want to hear Him better. You see, how do you hear God? How how do you hear His voice? And we all hear Him differently. I was brought up in in a, a place where you only heard God through Scripture, right? And that was it. And then I started discovering, wait, all throughout history, Jesus has spoken through it myriads of ways. And then I, I was around a lot of people who had these, uh, 
what I would call extravagant encounters with God where they would hear him in unbelievable ways. And it was like, you know, he's shouting on the mountain. He moves the earthquake. He, he, he shows up visibly in person, you know. I'm around these people who have visions in color and, and graphic descriptions, words of knowledge, all this stuff. And uh, I, I don't. But I'm around these people and I believe. I believe. And I have a few of those encounters with God. I mean, how many of you have ever been knocked down by Jesus? Uh, okay, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, there's ten. There's a lot of stubborn people in this room. I didn't know there was that many. I remember the first time I got knocked down by Jesus, I felt like a horse had, I felt like a mule had kicked me in the chest with both legs. And it knocked me out so hard, I didn't know what happened until the next day when... Uh, Somebody told me what had happened to me, and my chest, I woke up, my chest was hurting the next day. I got hit so hard. I'm like, God, that was you, wasn't it? <laughs> and it was. And, and so I understand that, but I didn't believe. I remember when Tim first joined church, churches with us, and Tim has a great uh, prophetic gifting, and uh, I would like... And, uh, you know, I'm around Jeannie. A lot of you guys have visions and dreams all the time. And I'm like, God, I don't. I sleep like a baby. <laughs> I don't even know if I dream. I, I toss and turn and cry and with the bed. But I don't know if I dream or not. Right? <laughs> I just sleep. That's what I do. Well, I was like, I know Belinda does that too. So I'm not the only one who does that. You know, it's good. But I was like, Tim, I remember asking him. He, he actually helped me to learn that I actually was hearing God because I would go up to him this was years ago Tim 20 25 years ago I'd go up to him and I'd be like I'd try not to do it in front of anybody because you don't want people to know you don't hear God I'd be like was that God I'd tell him something like, you think that was Jesus and slowly I learned the way I primarily hear the Lord is is so subtle that without faith I would never catch it Matter of fact, you can't catch how you hear God without faith either. He just may be shouting at you. I hear him in such low, low, it's my thought in my voice. It's not even a different voice. But I know when it's the Lord. And so this, this conference, this, uh, this event they're having, because we believe it's going to be an event, it's going to be full of miracles. It's going to be full because here's what happens. God has put a light inside of every one of us. And he can open our eyes to see what's inside of other people. And when we do, you know what happens? Jesus loves you. Jesus knows who you are. Jesus is aware of what you're going through. Jesus cares about you. And when, you, when that happens to you, y'all know what I'm talking about? I, I don't know if I'm really explaining it well. Every time I ever have an encounter with the Lord, I'm like, wow, you do know me. It's not just in the scripture you say that, it's real. And something happens in me. You know, you guys know, y'all, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever had those, just those times when you know the Lord is aware of who you are and where you are and what's going on in your life? Doesn't you, don't you feel loved when that happens? It's like when somebody gets a word for you and you're like, oh, Jesus. Last week, uh, I got prayed for. Who prayed for me last week? 
Josh and, oh Lord, no wonder I can't remember who it was. They both have beards. It's like, it's like mountain men on the back row. It was Josh and Patrick prayed for me. And I, I went up to him for a word. I was all right there. I can't remember who was praying for me because when they did, Jesus got my heart. And he said, I love you. And man, when he says, I love you, it kills me in a good way. If, just, if that's not happening to you, don't leave here. Don't go another day until that happens to you. Because that's where life comes from. That's what this communicating with our Father is about. It's about us growing in faith and believing in our relationship with the living God who lives in us. And us growing in faith and believing that we can bring other people. and We can see what's in them. Because you know what? The world tells people who they are all the time. You idiot. You loser. You're worthless. You're not like the good people. The world speaks all the time to people. And God only has one way he's going to speak to people on this planet. And that's through the body of Christ. And that's us. And so we need to communicate with our Father. And we need to be that source of communication for people. <clears throat> I love this. Um, 1 Corinthians 15.45. This is a strange passage. I don't know if you, you realize this. You've probably heard it. Adam was the first person ever created. God reached down into the dirt and created man. And then God took a rib out of man and created a woman. And then the human race began. For it's written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became the life-giving spirit. You know what that means? Jesus was the second Adam. There was a new race of humanity created, born that day when Jesus, when Mary became pregnant with Jesus. And when Jesus was baptized, something changed in the world. And Jesus knows that. He became the second Adam. And what Paul said in 1 Corinthians, the first man was from the dust of the earth. And we're all his relation. We're all related to him. We're all, his DNA flows in all of us, Right? And he was created from the dust. The second man is the Lord Jehovah from the realm of heaven. See, the second Adam isn't limited to what we were limited with in the first Adam. This first one made, a, made from dust has a race of people just like him. All of us. We all are made from dust. And then Paul says, the one sent from heaven has a race of heavenly people who are just like him. You know, we're on this journey. We all know the dust part. But I think we're all being transformed and learning that we're also a part of him. You see, I think that we get so wrapped up in the dirt, we forget about the heaven. But the, what Paul said was that. He's absolutely too. The one sent from heaven has a race of heavenly people who are just like him. Once we carried the likeness of the man of dust, now let us carry the likeness of the man of heaven. You see, that's who we are. That's your DNA. When, you're, when I look at that 
person they brought to me, it was Friday night, the person for Cersei they brought in, they brought in a man of dust that they didn't think there was any hope for, that there was nothing they could do. What I saw when I looked at him and we sat across the desk from each other, I saw a man from heaven. I'm like, deep inside of that dirt is a spark of life that comes directly from my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Lord, and the Lord of the earth. Do you know the same thing's true for every one of us? That there's sparks of light that comes from our, it's in our DNA from Jesus. Just as much as we're created in the dirt. And so these bodies are flesh. They're not permanent. They're temporary. But there's a spirit inside of you that's not temporary, that is permanent, and that's there no matter how much dirt you got on top of it. Now some of you got lots of dirt. That's okay. That's okay. You know what? If you weren't ever lost, then you've never been found. So don't go getting all high and mighty that you don't have any dirt because maybe you, we were all, every one of us had our backs against the wall. Every one of us were desperate and needed a Savior. And so now today, it's like our job, our destiny is to find the treasure, the light, the spark, the divinity inside of people. And it's easy with children well, unless you're raising them, sometimes it's not so easy. But it's easy for all of us to see it in children. But do you see the divinity in the person sitting beside you? Do you see the divinity in the person that's the least of the least in your perception? That's your job. Jesus said we're just like him. And what did he come to do? He came to seek and to save the people who are lost in the dirt. You see, and, and so when we're talking about communicating with God it happens because of our communion with him and so we're all like that and uh and I love this and we've looked at this verse a lot lately because you know baptism and communion are the two greatest illustrations that Jesus said the church never lets go of these because it's true without without dying there can be no life and Jesus said, we were buried with him in baptism, in the grave, the same way that the, the Lord, the, the, his father, raised him from the dead is we're raised too. So how do you know there's light in me? Because I believe him. He said, you were raised with him. You were buried with him and you were raised with him. So how do I know? I just have this gift from God. It's just a gift. I see light in broken people. That's why I like you guys so much. Because y'all are all just like me. And we're all just like him or her or whoever is the least of these. We're just like them. And that nothing can put the light out that's inside of you. And your job is to call that light out of other people. And it's, I, it's one of the greatest privileges in the world. I love it when I hit those kind of people face to face. Because in my heart, I know there's a light in there. And I'm going to keep looking till I find it. And I believe. Now, God's called you to the same thing. But it's going to look different. Some people feed them. Some people give water. Some people provide shelter. Some people, uh, I can't even number. I can't even number the ways it happens. So the thing is, if you want to have the life 
If you want to have that, you know, that thing, if you want to have that, you've got to find the thing that you're called to be a part of and then go out and look for the broken and the lost and the hurting. You want to, be, you want to have fun? I mean, for me, I have fun when broken, you know, schizophrenic people People that are attempting suicide, whatever, people out of I have fun when I get stuck face to face with them and I get to find the light inside of them. That that's a ting that's that tingly feeling. I mean, I actually don't get that feeling, but I, you know, I'm just I really like it when Steve Graff does that. I'm like, oh, Jesus must be here because Steve's doing this. And he said, every hair on his body standing up. I'm like, that's so cool. I don't take that image out of my mind. God, please. That's how I think, anyway. Communicating with our Father. It's an event that's happening September the 9th. And it's going to be fun. And so that Saturday morning, right, he told us the time. It's 8.30 in the morning till 2.30, sign-up sheet. Uh, the best thing you'll ever do is hear the Father. And don't, let's don't limit that, okay? Because here's what... Uh, Here's what Jesus said. I love, I love, I very seldom get out of the Gospels, really. I do get out of the Gospels, but I really like the Gospels. The, then on the most important day of the feast, the last day, I want you to notice, you know how you get the light in you in such a powerful way that you actually can begin seeing the light in people or in institutions or governments because it's the lights everywhere you know how that grows it's at the feast communion it begins with death what is death jesus i am not going to trust in my own life my own strength the world's opinion i'm not going to trust in what i see anymore god i'm dying to this world and i'm dying to self-effort and self-promotion i'm dying to judgments and jesus i'm going to live with you you see it begins with dying with him and it goes on what's the next thing jesus said the lord's supper the eucharist communion he said, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And then he says that. Um, the people got really upset with him. And then Jesus stood up on the last day of the feast. It's not an accident. It was a feast. He's giving us pictures of what's going to bring life to you. You know what brings you life? Everyone who's thirsty, come to me. Come to me and drink. And you know how you do that? It's all by faith. He says this over and over in, in John, and the whole passage is through John. Believe in me. Believe in me. Believe in me. You know what? When you believe in him, like if when you give a drink to someone who's thirsty, Jesus said, you're giving a drink to me, right? When you believe in Jesus, you have to, it's, you're choosing to believe what Jesus says about you is true. And you know what Jesus said about you? He said that you are filled with the Spirit and you're here to do the same things I've done. You're mine. You don't belong to the dirt. You belong to heaven. And you know, that's the battle we have. That first song, uh, first or second song we sang today, our battles, see, you don't have as much, we don't, uh, most of us don't have trouble believing in other people we have trouble believing in us. Do you believe that 
the same spirit that works in Jesus and raised him from the dead lives in you? Or is he just live in the prophetic people? Or is he just live in the pastors? Or is he just live in the crazy nuts like Vicky and Aaron? I don't know. No, he lives in you. He does. You mean I'm one of those people? Yeah. Do you mean I can see light in people and see God's, what God has done in people, even when it's not visible on the outside? Yeah. I can bless people? Yeah. I can encourage people? Yes. I can set people free? Yes. I believe you can. Because here's what Jesus said. If you're thirsty, come to me. Come to me and drink. And you don't drink for yourself. The greatest joy, the greatest energizer, the greatest practical thing that ever happens to you ever is when you drink from him and you believe he's right. What he says, what he says here is true. Believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you. So I don't care if I'm giving a pair of underwear to the girls in, at D-O-T-S, DOTS, that's a great name. Uh, it's an acronym. I believe that rivers of living water are going to burst out of that young woman when she puts on the underwear I bought her. <laughs> that is funny. Sorry. It's not funny, but I don't care if it's a, a jar of baby food for the baby. Like, you know, that lady, uh, Sylvia, Tim's, Tim and Sylvia, they've got something going on uh, in the spirit realm. Um, but you know what she does? She just gives her time and love to those people. She doesn't do what I do. But it's, we can't do anything. You know what y'all do? I don't think y'all know you do this. Um, do you know... That this place, even at our worst, when people walk in here that are demonized or oppressed or broken or lost or sad, you know what happens? They feel God's presence when they come in this place. You know what happened? When that person, they brought that person from Circe, they had been with them for two weeks in their place they have down there. Uh, they both told me, Something changed in them when they got here. Now, I didn't see them in Circe. I hadn't been there. But they'd been feeding. They'd been giving them. They'd been loving them and taking care of them. And they said, and I'm like, well, yeah, something happened. You know why something happens? It's the presence of God. Do you know why the presence of God is in this physical location? Because of you. And you're thinking, well, well Alan, I, I didn't do anything. Would you get over yourself and believe the Word? The Word. Just get over yourself. God said, every time you believe, every time you drink and eat and live from His presence, that rivers of living water flow out of you. And that means it ain't a sprinkle. And if every one of us has a river coming out of us, we're either all going to drown or we're going to be lifted up higher and higher and higher. Well, every one of you make a difference in what happens 
in our lives. And I get to see it. You guys don't get to see it as much as I do. I get to see it. And it's amazing. And so I wasn't surprised. When they tell me that, I actually don't even consciously recognize it because we live there. And uh, I was like, well, yeah, bring them here. And whether I talk to them or not, they're going to have some, they're going to have that thing, that spark, that life inside of them that's already there is going to get fanned. That flame is going to get fanned. God wants to fan flames in here this morning. He does. He wants to let us all experience that thing whenever we know he knows us. Like he knows you. He knows you. And he wants to touch you. He knows everything in me that I don't know. And God knows what's inside of you. He sees good in you even when you don't. Because he's God. So this morning, I'm, we're going to play that for a little, for a little bit. Um, uh, it's not a game, but to me it is a game because it's fun. Do you know why, why you get to see miracles? It's because you put yourself in places where you have to have a miracle or nothing's going to happen. I actually get excited. I was, uh, I was talking to Ricardo. There he is, Ricardo, my brother-in-law. I get excited because he... Uh, He's a teacher, and he loves his kids, and he gets places where often where he doesn't know what to do. And he told me about something happened this week in class where he just didn't know what to do. And I was like, yes! I get excited because that means a miracle is your only hope. Get over not knowing what to do. It's a miracle. Like I'm going to ask, we're going to go around and give Tell people the treasure that we see inside of them this morning. You guys are, right? I'm going to give you a chance to do it. You don't have to do it. Um, but if you don't want to do it, it probably means you really need to do it. Because it'll be a miracle. It'll be a miracle. I need miracles. I don't need religion. I don't need suggestions. I need a miracle in my life. You do too. So we're going to do that, and that's how you know that you probably should do it, is if you feel like Ricardo did when he talked to a student this week. I don't know what to do. I, I just have gotten, I've been doing it so long, I've learned, oh, this is a setup for Jesus to show up. In me. He'll show up in me. And then I can give him away, and I can give a drink to one of his kids and I'm just recognizing what he already knows is there. They just don't know it. They don't know they're free yet. They don't know they matter. They don't know their purpose or destiny. He does. So this morning, I want to give you a chance to uh, be a river of living water. A chance to uh, be one of those people that Jesus, when you get to heaven, he says, thank you for that drink. Thank you for caring. Thank you for serving me. Thank you for taking care of me. And you'll be like, Jesus, when did I take care of you? He said, when you took care of the least, the least, you took care of me. When you said a word to them, you were saying a word to me. Jesus wants us to, that's who we are. That's who you are. You're created to communicate. 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 
with him. So uh, let's all stand up. And uh, so we're going to do that. Yeah, I was, we're not going to do testimonies, Ricardo. I'd love to do testimonies today, but we're out of time, so I can't. Um, I believe you're going to see treasure. You're going to see sparks. And for some of us, it'll take a step of faith because we won't see it until we start talking to the person. Well, that's that called. That's called believing in Jesus. It's called faith. So let's pray. And uh, we'll be dismissed after this. So if if you need to leave, you can leave. Uh, I would give it a few minutes because some of us aren't real brave. And then... uh, If you're in this room, you can hear from the Lord. So that means you're up. Somebody's probably waiting for you. Probably. So Jesus, I just thank you that uh, every time we serve, every time we give, every time we recognize the light and the good inside of people that We're doing it to you. So everybody that that wants to and can, just uh, pray this prayer with me, okay? I want you to repeat out loud uh, what I'm about to pray. Jesus, show me who you want to blessed today God is so good so you get to move Uh, you're released and uh, let's bless who God wants us to bless okay so you guys are dismissed you're released let's bless each other